morning. Happy Mother's Day. I thought that video was so cute. Andy and I watched it over and over because we just thought it was so funny. The little birds, ah, it reminded me of, um, it reminded me of Morgan, my, my three-year-old. It just was so funny. Um, good morning. I'm excited to be here with you this morning. Uh, Amy pointed it out. If you did not visit the VIP section, and you are a mother, a grandmother, you visit that VIP section. And listen, I know we said it was closed, but I just think for moms who provide snack times for all of the other humans in the world, this is your snack time. So if at any point you are like, my tummy's growling so hard, you get up, you will not offend me, and you go get you a cupcake, and you eat it with pride in your seat, okay? You have, there, there's no shame in the cupcake box this morning, okay? Um, <clears throat> well, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Amy. My husband, Andy, is the lead pastor here at the church at High Point. And um, I really do find it such a privilege and an honor to get to share with you on Mother's Day. Um, I have four children, so I have, I have the Mother's Day badge. I do have four kids. My son, Graham, is seven, Caroline, five. Morgan just turned three, and Beckett's getting really close to nine months, but he's my baby, so I'm like, he's eight months old. Don't you put the nine month on there until the 15th, okay? Um, so I have my four children. We have a very lively, loud home. If you've ever stepped into our house, um, it's generally not quiet, and it's generally only quiet if people are sleeping or they're not in the house. Um, we love to have fun at the King House. We like to dance. We like to blast the music loudly. We like to sing songs, play instruments. We like to make a lot of noise, but we really don't need help from those things to make noise because there are six of us. So, um, but anyways, I was thinking about Mother's Day, thinking about what can I, what can I share with the men and women at High Point this morning? What can I say? Say, what can I bring to the table, God? What is it that you want to say to us? And I really do believe that God has a special message for us this morning for our Mother's Day as a Mother's Day gift to us. Um, I remember when I, before I had kids, um, you know, I, I was talking to a group of moms, and I think maybe their kid had like a sucker or something. And I was like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, when I have kids, I'm never going to let ha my kids have anything sticky because I can't stand it, you know, like I knew what I was talking about. And the moms were all just smiling and nodding at me like, okay, sure, honey, whatever. You know, the Southern bless her heart. She doesn't know what she's talking about. And I remember like kind of saying that like, I'm never going to, you know, having one of those moments, I'm never going to do that. And of course... Seven years in, everybody at some point has had sticky things and suckers and, and all that kind of stuff. But I say that to say that mothers, being a mom can just, it can, it can be messy, right? It can, it's, sometimes it's kind of gross. Being a mom, you just clean up after people all day long. You clean up their mess and then you clean up their mess. And, and, and it just, it can be, it can be tiresome and, and a lot of just hands-on work, right? Yeah. Right? And so um, I was thinking about just like the day in, the day out. So many of us here um, who maybe, maybe your children are grown in this room or, or um, maybe you have a grandbaby, which is even more fun. But uh, 
what, what, I was, what I'm trying to say is it gets messy, and sometimes we just wonder if the day in, the day out, the things that we're doing over and over are really making any difference at all. Like, do you, do you really appreciate the fact that you have on a clean diaper, that this is the fifth one that I've changed and it's not even 10? You know, and, and, and you wonder if what you're doing is actually making an impact. And we can, whether we're a parent or not, we can feel that way. We can get in the mundane, the routine of life. We can drive for hours in traffic every week back and forth. We can get our kids to practice on time. We can make sure that, you know, they, they make it to school pictures. Although one day I will say I did forget it was picture day at school and Caroline's pictures came in and I was like, wow, look at that. You look amazing. I mean, she was just like hair everywhere. I don't even know what she had on, but... We work hard to get the, 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 the daily things done, right? Whether you're a parent or not, we do the same things t- consistently. We wake up, we go to work, we do our thing, we do our afternoon thing, maybe have a cup of coffee, and then we get home, we eat dinner, maybe watch a show, and then go to bed and do it all over again. And so as I was thinking about Mother's Day, What I felt like God wanted to point out to us is that what we do is important. Every single thing, every single day, even if it's not, you're not told thank you and you're not recognized, what you do is important. And so what I want us to do this morning is I'm going to talk about three things. I love action steps. I think I've, I've loved action steps since I've become a mom because I'm like, okay, what are we going to do about it? What are we going to do? Um, And so today I want to give us three things to help us be intentional with the day in, the day out, the routine that we find ourselves in. Are you guys ready for that? All right, so three things this morning. When I was putting this, Andy, can you hand me my water, please? Thank you. Yes, I can. Thank you. Um, I'll take the lid to you. I'm a mom. I just put the lid on my water. Uh, It might spill. So um, I was thinking when we lived in Florida, there was one day I was doing my day in, day out, had my grocery list, had the kids in the car, and we were going to Publix. And I got out of the car. I have Caroline and uh, Caroline and Graham at the time. So Caroline's about one, and Graham is about three. So I have a baby. I have a toddler, getting out, got all my stuff, good to go. And as I'm walking into the door, there's a young man approaching me, and I'm like, oh, you know, how you doing? And he keeps getting closer to me, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe he wants to have a conversation. I don't know. He's getting a little close. And then he kept coming closer to me, and he opens his jacket pocket, and he's like, excuse me, ma'am, would you like to buy a taser? And he starts clicking a taser. I'm holding a baby and a toddler, and he's like two feet from me, and he's like, click, 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 click. You want to buy a taser? Click, click. And I'm like, my gosh, run, Jill. You know, I'm thinking, what's my exit? Where's my exit plan? You know, I've got to get out of this thing. This is danger, danger, danger. And Andy probably would have been like, how much? You know, how much do those things go for these days? <laughs> this is the best shopping trip ever. Um, and so, you know, I rush the kids inside. I tell the management, and we call the police, and the guy gets taken out. And the reason I'm telling you this this morning is because my first point is protect. Okay, we've got to protect. 
Now, when I say protect, yes, if you encounter a frightening person in a parking lot with a taser, protect your children. Cover them up. Get them to safety. But the version of protect that I'm talking about this morning is we must teach our children what is right and what is wrong. Okay? Here's what I mean. We're going to go to Proverbs 4, verses 20 through 27. We need to teach our children the difference between right and wrong in a biblical way. Proverbs 4, 20 through 27 says, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to one's whole body. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Keep your mouth from perversity. Keep corrupt talk far from your lips. Let your eyes look straight ahead. Fix your gaze directly before you. Give careful thought to the paths for your feet and be steadfast in all your ways. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Keep your foot from evil. Another proverb says, Proverbs 29, verse 17 says, Discipline your son, and he will give you peace. He will bring delight to your soul. So what we're seeing here, this is not a heavy-handed message. This is an encouraging one, okay? That God is, is telling us, okay, turn your ear to me. Listen to what I have to say. Don't look to the right or to the left. Keep your eyes forward, okay? It also is saying that if we give instruction to our children, if we help them, we'll actually find peace. Okay, so this is good stuff. It says that we're not, what, what we're not saying, okay, is like here's a list of all these legalistic things, do's and don'ts, and if you don't do this, it's like rubbing a genie and everything will be just fine. Okay, that's not what this is saying. What this is saying, though, is we have the opportunity to lay a healthy foundation for our kids of what is right and what is wrong. When we look at the Bible from the beginning to the end of it, it is basically God telling us, my son, my daughter, here's what is right, here's what is wrong. Go this way. This brings life. When you speak like this, it actually gives life. When you go down this path, it gives death. It's not life-giving. We want to teach our children the difference between right and wrong. I remember Andy and I were in a life group, and there was another family in our group that was a little bit more um, seasoned. Their children were a little bit older. And they said, you know, Andy and Amy, <clears throat> you guys shouldn't tell your kids no. It's just really negative, and it's not healthy, and you really shouldn't tell them no. And Andy was like, no. <laughs> no, he didn't say it like that. But, but there was, we turned to each other, and we said, you know what? We, we appreciate your, your thoughts on that, but we completely disagree because our Heavenly Father, the one who made us, the one who created us, the one that gives us life, tells us no and gives us the difference between right and wrong and actually lays out what the consequence of sowing life is in sowing not so much life. And so... We have the opportunity and the responsibility as parents. We get to teach them, look, little Susie, 
we need to step this way because this way, it's like hot lava. <laughs> this way is life, okay? And so um, I remember even watching, this is the little things, teaching your kids right versus wrong. It's, it's in the little things. When we watch a show or a cartoon with our kids, and there's a child that's just like, or a character that's just super disrespectful to the parent, we take the remote and we pause it, and we go, children, <laughs> I'm going to make it very clear to you right now. You do not ever speak to an adult that way. Do you understand? Everyone's like, <gasps> take a deep breath. Um, we don't ever speak that way. That's disrespect. God calls us to respect, to honor our mother and father. Okay, and that means that we honor him with our words. Um, it's the little things. It's teaching our children right versus wrong. Because the truth is, is if we're not the ones that are laying it out for them and making it as clear and as understandable as possible for them, somebody or something else is going to determine for them what is right and what is wrong. And we live in a day and age that it is too important for us to miss that, right? Yes. Right? We've got to teach our kids, this is what the Bible says. This is what is right. And honey, this is what is wrong. There's grace. When we just went to this conference, and I loved one of the things um, one of the women said is that it's okay. It's safe to struggle in, 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 in this place. And with our kids, what I'm not saying is, is do it right, do it right, do it right. But what, we, what I am saying is in love, we can bring instruction to the ones coming up, the middle school, the high school students, the college students, the elementary kids. Right now, they're all being taught. They're all being poured into. This is not a daycare. We want to teach our families and our children. We want to link arms with you and help produce a godly, biblical truth in our children to know this is right and this is wrong. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Amen? Amen. Yes. So we have to, we have, we, we're not living to please our kids. We're living to teach them and to train them to be pleasing to God. All right. So the first point today was protect. We must protect by teaching them right and wrong. I'm going to go into my next story this morning for my next point. Um, this one's very close to my heart. About a year and a half ago, Andy had to go out of town on business. And so I was at home, and I, we had three kids at the time. And so I was like, I got this, done this before. I'm even going to go above and beyond. And I'm actually going to do some yard work. While he's gone, he's going to come home and be like, oh, my gosh, honey, this is the most amazing thing ever. And I was going to get wife of the year. It's going to be amazing. And so he, he, uh, he was gone. And so I'm doing yard work, and I'm out there, and I'm pulling weeds. The kids are playing. It's very picturesque. It's like one of those beautiful moments. I'm pulling the weeds, and I see a bug. And so I'm like, kids, come look. It's a bug. I don't do bugs, but I was like, wife of the year, mom of the year, I got this. So I'm like, come look. Oh, isn't this cool? It's crawly. Ooh. And they go play. And then I go back to pulling weeds. And I see this white tail kind of flopping around, and I just thought it was like a lizard or something because in Florida, I mean, there are reptiles everywhere, and so you just get used to it. And so I was like, oh, no big deal, you know, it's a little creature. And I'm pulling the weeds, doing my thing. I get up to go take a drink. Ah, oh, refreshing. Turn back around, look at the, the ground, and I see this 
thing. Yuck. There's a reason God used the serpent in the very beginning of the Bible because they're just gross animals, okay? So now if you're an animal person in here, you might want to close your ears because I was not nice to this creature. So I see this thing and I'm like, oh, Andy's not here. I've got to take care of this. So I'm like, children, stay over there. Stay over there and play. Protecting them, okay? Stay over there and play. Run inside, grab the shovel, and I come back out. He's gone. I'm like, oh, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is not, this is not how it's going to happen. Because most people would say, oh, he's gone. Get inside. You're good. You know, don't worry about it. But not today. <laughs> that snake and I were going to meet again. So I got the shovel, and I was like, children, stay far away. You know, so they're off in the side. So I get the shovel, and I'm like <laughs> hunting it down. I'm like shaking the grass, and then I freeze, and I'm waiting for movement. Nothing. Then I do it again, shaking the grass, nothing. And then finally, move the grass around, and there he is, the devil. <laughs> so I take my shovel, and I'm like, I'm getting ready to, like, go Xena warrior princess on this thing. And I just take it, and I'm like, ah, ah, and I just start chopping at this snake. Okay, my kids are probably going to need counseling over this when they grow up. But I'm like, die, die, you devil snake. And, and I kind of felt like the girl from Lord of the Rings, you know, who, if you haven't seen it, you probably won't see it at this point. But... The girl, this girl, Lord of the Rings, who's like fighting this battle and she's facing the witch king, you know, and he says, no man can kill me. And she says, I am no man. You know, and that's how I felt. I was like, I'm no man. I'm a mother and I'm protecting my children. And I killed this thing. So you can show the next picture. Now that's dirt. It's dirt. It's not, it's insides. Okay. But I cut that thing not in two pieces as pictured, into five pieces because that thing was the devil, y'all. And so I took that, I took that, took my job serious in that moment. Andy was not there. And so when I cut it the first time, it was still doing its thing. So I was like, uh-uh, psh, psh, took it down. So here's what I'm telling you guys, the, picture, the, the story of the, of the snake, okay? Because my second point is we must prepare our children. We have to prepare them by teaching them to fight. You're like, whoa, this is not what I was expecting. I'm not talking about getting your fists and, you know, going crazy on somebody. Here's what I'm talking about. Let's look at a couple scriptures. Proverbs 22.6, it says, Train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he is old... He will not turn from it. Ephesians 6. Now, this one's going to be a little lengthy. Ephesians 6, 10 through 17. But here's why. I want you to hear this thing. And if you're not encouraged after I'm done reading this, then we're going to get you a cupcake and I'm going to read it again. Okay? Here we go. It says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, 
and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after everything, to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition, take all of this, take the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Aren't you encouraged by that? Okay. So we have to teach our, our, the next generation, our children, the ones that are coming up, that we are not fighting against flesh and blood, but that we are fighting against the rulers of darkness. It says that Satan roams the earth like a lion looking for something to devour. And if, if it's up to me, <laughs> my kids will not be devoured. I'm going to teach my kids how to fight how to put on the full armor of God, that they are, they are mighty warriors. And so we, we, you know, most people wondered why I went back for that snake. Oh, I just can't even stand to say the word. Why did I go back for that thing? Because here's why. At the moment, I wanted to take it out. But then I turned and I taught my kids a lesson, okay? Guys, listen. This is what I said. That snake did not belong here. He did not belong in backyard in my backyard where my children are playing. He showed his face and then once I saw his face, I knew I had one thing I needed to do. I needed to hunt that thing down and take it out. And very much in the spiritual world as we are raising the next generation, the devil's just going to he's going to show up sometimes. And what we have to do as we're protecting our children and we're teaching them, that's right, that's wrong. we got to fight that thing. Here's how we're going to fight it. We're going to put on the armor of God. We're going to put on that, cel- that helmet of salvation. And we're going to wear that breastplate of righteousness. And we're going to hold up that shield of faith and repel the darts of the enemy. I want to fight. <laughs> We've got to teach our kids to fight. We've got to teach them to fight for the right things. So we've got to protect them and teach them the difference between right and wrong. And then we've got to prepare them and teach them how to fight their real enemies. Amen? Amen. On my last point this morning, it's very simple. We must pray. We must pray. Let's look at some of, the, some of the scriptures to go with that this morning. Colossians 4.2 says, Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Let's look at Philippians 4, one of my favorites. Verse 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
We need to go to God on behalf of the next generation. We need to pray. We need to go to God on their behalf. We need to ask God to cover our children. Let me share this scripture with you. It's one of my favorites. Anytime I'm around someone who's expecting a child, I'm like, can I pray for you and pray this specific scripture? Here's why. Psalm 127.4. It says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame. They will contend with their enemies at the gates. When they contend with their enemies at the gate. If we could see the next generation, if we could see the young men and women that were spending time, whether you're a parent or not, the people that we're spending time with, that we're pouring our heart and our lives into, if we could see them as arrows that we're preparing for a warrior, I think we would look at things with a lot more depth, right? I can, I can just imagine, you know, just our children's ministry alone, seeing the different arrows that God is forming and shaping and sharpening. And this one's going to need this type of, type of arrow because, because this one has to go over a mountain. And this one, oh, this one's got some challenges to get through. We could see them. If we could see them as arrows, it would just change. It would change the way that we see them, wouldn't it? Let me share this with you. Sometimes you don't know how to pray, so I'm going to take a moment and I'm going to just go for it. I'm going to tell you how I would help you pray this morning. I pray the Bible, okay? If you don't know what to pray, bust open that Bible and just put your name and your children's name and, and the next generation, you find a name and you stick it in that scripture and that's how you pray it. Here's, here's what I would say. I'm just pulling scripture out of the Bible right here. I'm going to put my kids' names in too in case you're wondering if Morgan is actually in the Bible. Here's how it goes. Greater is he that is in Graham than he that is in the world. Lord, you go before Caroline. Your word says that she doesn't need to be afraid or discouraged, that you will never leave her or forsake her. God, you so loved Morgan that you gave your only son to die for him. God, that, and you said that if Morgan believes that he won't perish, but he will have everlasting life. God, I thank you that if Beckett says that he believes with his heart and he confesses with his mouth that you are Lord, that he shall be saved. God, I thank you for leading me. God, for teaching me. Help, help me as the one that's pouring into these children. God, you said commit my ways to the Lord and you will make my right, your righteousness shine like the dawn. That you will make the justice of this cause Shine like the noonday sun. You go before me. You're beside me. 
You are above me. You're on every side. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. That's what I mean. That's what I mean when we pray. We get, we get our children's names. We get those that we're leading and we insert them into scripture because prayer changes everything. Prayer changes everything. I would love, 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 love to be able to see how many of us are sitting in this room because there was a faithful grandmother or a faithful mama on their knees pleading to God on our behalf. Wouldn't that just be an amazing picture to see? And now we, the grown-ups, the adults in this room, we have the opportunity to do the same thing. We have the opportunity to go to God on their behalf. God, I want to protect my kids. I want to prepare my kids. But Lord, ultimately, they're yours. And we can do all these things, but ultimately, God, they're yours. They're yours. At this conference that we went to last week, one of my favorite things, I keep saying my favorite things, I just loved it. But this really was one of my favorite things. There were these women, these mothers, getting up and sharing their stories, sharing their testimony. And at the end... I loved what Carla said. She said, this far, no more. And for some of us, like Amy said, Mother's Day, it, it might bring up a mixed, a mixing bowl of emotion, if you will. Maybe it's pain. Maybe it's joy. Maybe it's loss. I don't know. Don't know where I don't know where all of us are, but God knows where you are this morning. And we have the opportunity as moms and as parents and as people who are pouring in to the generation coming behind us, we have the opportunity to say, This far, no more. We have the opportunity to change the course for our families. This far no more. And one more, one last thing to share with you. The book that I've been reading lately is called Treasuring Christ When Your Hands Are Full. I don't know about you, but I feel like my hands are full all the time. And this is what she says, when your eyes are fixed on the horizon of eternity, it affects your vision for motherhood. I would say that when our eyes are fixed on eternity as anybody, it affects our vision for our lives. And so this morning, I'm going to talk specifically to moms for just a second. It is Mother's Day. You need to know if you're a mother in this room that you're doing a good job. All the things, all the hours, all the time, all the messes, all the practices, all of these things that you give that nobody else sees, God sees. 
he sees it. He saw how you raised your kids. He sees the delight that you're going to experience raising your grandkids. He sees everything. And I want to tell you, if you are a mother in this room this morning, that you're doing a great job. It is the hardest job on the planet. But it's also the best. So I want to pray for us this morning. I want us to feel encouraged and inspired because you are not doing this alone. You've got a band of brothers and sisters in this room that are willing to walk with you and encourage you and do life with you.